This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, July 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Cutting food stamps. Rural infrastructure focus. Senators fighting USDA reorganization. Cotton payments backed. And H-2A relief. Healthcare reform has been declared dead in the Senate, so now Congress is turning to some other issues critical to agriculture, that including tax reform, infrastructure, and a new farm bill. Snap cuts face an uncertain future. The House Budget Committee will vote on a fiscal 18 budget resolution today that is the first step toward enacting tax reform. The resolution includes a $10 billion cut to food stamp spending as a part of the larger plan to offset the cost of tax cuts while lowering the budget deficit. Democrats immediately warned that the cut to nutrition assistance would jeopardize the farm bill. But it's important to remember that this resolution is just one step of the process. The budget resolution still needs to pass the House and the Senate, and it's not certain the Senate will go along with cutting the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, formerly known as food stamps. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, a Republican of Kansas, told AgriPulse yesterday that a farm bill can't pass the Senate if the legislation cuts SNAP and nothing else. Roberts said you can't target SNAP over in the Senate and expect to get the votes necessary to get it to 60, the number of votes needed to end a filibuster. House Ag puts focus on rural infrastructure. The House Agriculture Committee holds a hearing today meant to help pave the way for President Trump's $1 trillion infrastructure initiative. The committee has been coordinating with the White House on the hearing, which is expected to include considerable discussion about rural broadband and transportation needs. We'll be watching to see how hard committee members push back on the White House demands for private investment in rural infrastructure projects. Critics of the public-private strategy the White House is pushing says it's especially difficult for rural areas to attract investors for highways and waterway projects, as well as broadband expansion. Rick Calhoun, former president of Cargill's Marine Operations Unit, will tell the committee that U.S. agriculture is at risk of losing its competitive advantage if waterways and roads are allowed to deteriorate further. He'll warn lawmakers against using tolls to provide private funding for rebuilding locks and dams. Imposing tolls on shippers would, quote, risk diverting traffic from the most efficient mode of transportation available to U.S. agriculture. Calhoun says that in his prepared testimony. Senators fight USDA reorganization. The senators who write the Agriculture Department's annual budget looking to force the White House to nominate an undersecretary for rural development. A provision requiring the undersecretary's position will be included in a package of amendments that Senate Appropriations Committee will consider tomorrow. The chairman of the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, John Hovind, a Republican of North Dakota, said yesterday that there's a strong feeling on the committee that USDA rural development needs to have a Senate-confirmed undersecretary. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue appointed former Senate aide Ann Hazlitt to oversee R&D programs as an assistant to his office. Now, for more on the Senate's USDA spending bill, plus the House budget and the farm bill, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter hitting inboxes this morning. H-2A expansion advances. The House Appropriations Committee has approved an amendment that would make a major change in the H-2A Agriculture Guest Worker Program. The provision proposed by Representative Dan Newhouse, a Republican of Washington, would allow H-2A visas to be used for year-round farm workers. 
Their program is now limited to seasonal employees, which is a major problem for dairy producers. The amendment was added yesterday to the fiscal 18 funding bill for the Department of Homeland Security. Cotton growers get Hill support. Some 109 House members have signed a letter to the White House asking USDA to provide a new round of cotton jetting cost share payments. The lawmakers include the chairman and ranking Democrats of the House Agriculture Committee and the Agriculture Subcommittee of the House Appropriations Committee. The letter reads, America's cotton farming families are struggling to compete on a lopsided global playing field heavily weighted to our competitors in countries like China and India that benefit from sharply rising government subsidies. House hearing highlights hopes and fears for a new NAFTA. Farm groups and lawmakers are upbeat about the prospect of renegotiating the North American Free Trade Agreement, but they're still wary that the talks could backfire on farmers. Dave Reichert, a Republican of Washington, said yesterday, We will break down the remaining barriers in Canada and Mexico, but we must also preserve the good that NAFTA has done in enhancing U.S. strength and increasing the competitiveness of the North American trading bloc as a whole against the rest of the world. Reichert, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Subcommittee on Trade. Reichert held a hearing on NAFTA a day after U.S. Trade Representative announced that keeping agriculture exports to Canada and Mexico duty-free would be a key goal during the renegotiation. New, different BSE case announced. The United States has recorded its fifth case of mad cow disease, or BSE. But this one is significantly different than the four recorded earlier, starting in 2003. The latest case reported yesterday in Alabama involves what is known as atypical BSE, the type of the disease that occurs spontaneously in old cattle, in this case, an 11-year-old cow, according to USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. The previous cases, which are caused by eating infected feed, involved classical BSE. That's the type that hammered the British cattle industry in the 1990s. Here's today's He Said It. The vast majority of the people in this program, SNAP, would prefer not to be. That represented Jim McGovern, a Democrat of Massachusetts, arguing that it's a myth that people would rather stay on SNAP than work. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, July 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod Watkinson and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.